Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks, welcome back to 2024. Here we are again. Listen, we're starting the 43rd year. Well, it's been 43 years. We're starting the 44th year of Living Word Family Church. You know, I'm, I'm so blessed to know that God has been faithful through all this time. We've been here, my wife and I have been here all this time. And uh, he has been so faithful to take us through all kinds of different things over the years. But I also know that we need to be faithful. How I many of you know we need to be faithful to what he's doing, what he wants us to do, and really to find out what we're supposed to be doing in life. You know, that's one of the biggest things. I've talked to people that have been, They've accepted Christ maybe 20, 30, 40 years ago before, and they still don't know their, the, the plan and purpose and will that God has for their life. But you know, he doesn't hide it from us. He doesn't keep it from us. He wants us to discover it. But the Bible says he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. If we'll seek him, we can find him. And I, I did a message last Wednesday night. It was kind of my turn on the rotation. We do a first Wednesday every every month. And, uh, and, uh, it, my my go-to scriptures are Romans 12, 1 and 2, and it's about renewing your mind. So tonight I want to talk about mind renewal, because you really need to find out. We make resolutions that would, you know, how many have made resolutions of, about doing something, uh, exercising, uh, reading more books, uh, doing this or doing that, and, and with two weeks or three weeks in, you've forgotten all about it, or you, you just decided not to do it anymore. But we don't want to do that with the things of God. So, the mind is the control center of our life. Your, our mind truly controls our destiny. In Romans 8, 5, and 6, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, for to be carnally minded, that's naturally minded, worldly minded, is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Our mind is our control center. It's our reasoning, our deciding, our believing, our envisioning. Mind decides, are we living for the flesh? Or are we living in the spirit? Now, a spirit is the godly, holy, recreated part of, our, of the creation. Second, uh, second Chronicle, or Second Corinthians 5.17. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. After we accept Christ... He comes and we have a brand new life with Christ. But we have to do something after that. We have to do uh, renew our mind. That's when Romans 12, 1 and 2 talks about. Now, I'll, I'll be reading that in a little bit. But where you, where you set your mind will control where you go in life. Isn't that true? That, that's true with people in the world. You see that all the time. You got to have the right mindset, right attitudes if you're going to be successful. People in the world that have been successful go off to college, they get a job, and they go up in ranks in, in a business or something. Why did they do that? Because they had set their mind on doing certain things. Well, if we want to be a, a a uh, successful Christian, and I hope you all uh, listening to this message want to do that. You want to do be able to do the will of God and know what the will of God is for your life, not just kind of go up and down and through and round and round. Uh, you know, we want to know that He has something greater for us. Now, there's a story in Luke 15, and we know this 
because uh, this story of the prodigal son, and I, I didn't know where I'd go with this for sure, but this is one I want to talk about. A man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that uh, fall to me. So he divided them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possession uh, with prodigal living. How many of you know you can do that? Money can become the root of all evil. The love of money can. When you're trying to get more, you're, you're spending more. But he had two sons. Do you know he divided that between his both his sons? He gave them their inheritance before they died, uh, before he died. So now... Here's what happens. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. How many of you ever been in want? You've you've made bad investments, you've wasted your money, or you haven't lived the way you should have lived, and all of a sudden you're, man, I wish I had something. I wish I had more. I wish I, you know. So here's what he did. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. Man, there's, don't you feel lost sometimes when you, don't, you feel like you don't have a friend or anybody that stands with you? You know what I like? Jesus is a friend that will never forsake you, never leave you or forsake you. You can always count on his faithfulness to be with you. That's, that's the good news. And he said... Um, But when he came to himself, here it is, he came to himself. See, sometimes we don't, we don't have what God wants us to have. We can't, we don't do what God wants us to do because we're, we're living for ourselves. but we don't see what God has for us. But here's what he said. He came to himself and he said, how many of my father's hired servants have it bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger? In other words, Back in my father's house, back where I was supposed to be, I shouldn't have left in the first place, but I did. Uh, they have what they need. They're getting their needs met. How many of you know when you're in the kingdom of God, you're following hard after God, he's going to provide for you? Uh, and Paul said, my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Well, that was after you're staying in the house. You're providing, you're giving into the kingdom. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Amen. So he says, I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. Wow. When you bring, you can, you can bring disgrace upon God because you go around saying, well, nothing ever good happens to me. And God, does he really care? And all that sort of thing. He cares all the time. But there are so many ifs in the Bible. If you do this, <laughs> if, if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Let it, if if this if you do this uh, this here this will be the result. If you don't do this, this will be the result. And so we have to know that. He came to himself. He rose and he says, "I will go to my father and father. I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants." And he rose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion. How many of you know God has compassion for us? Everywhere Jesus went, when you read the the Gospels, uh, everywhere he went, 
He saw the multitudes. He saw the people hurting. He saw those. And it says he was moved with compassion. He healed them. He delivered them. He fed them. Did he not? And, and God has compassion for those that will come to him in Jesus' name. And compassion isn't like pity. You know, we sometimes, well, oh, I feel so bad for them. Compassion is always moved to action to help somebody. Amen? And he says, and compassion, and ran and fell at his neck and kissed him. Do you think God gets excited when you come back to him? Absolutely. When it says all of heaven rejoices as one sinner comes to uh, uh, saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and accepted him as their savior. Amen. So we have to know he gets excited about that. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, how oh, I love this, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For my son was dead. When you're running from God, you're going your own way. Guess what? You're dead and you're, you're, you're forsaking the blessings and promises and benefits that God has for you. But here's what he says. He goes on to say, my son uh, was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. In other words, they were excited. The whole group was excited. The lost son had come home. And immediately, it was like they put a party. They had a feast, and they gave the son a party. Man, he's come home. My son, not my servant, my son. And that's what we are when we accept Jesus Christ. We become sons. Now, we know that that word sons is there's... Uh, male and female were all sons, though, in the kingdom. Amen? Now his older son was in the field, and he came and drew near to the house, and he heard music and dancing. Listen, the older son was there all the time, but listen to this. So he came, called one of the servants, and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry. Listen, you can get so mad because God's blessing, you think God's blessing somebody else that's been out running around doing their own thing, and they come back to God, and all of a sudden they begin to get blessed, and well, why aren't I getting those things? But listen to what it says. Therefore his father called out, and uh, the son was angry, the father called came and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I have never I never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. Man, it's a slap on the face of God when he says he's a respecter of person. He's done this for one he wouldn't do for the other. But here's his son who's living in the house all the time. And he said, goes on to say, But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you have all you are you are always with me that I might have and all that I have is yours. Listen, let's don't get jealous or or get uh, down about some, what God's doing for somebody else because he has it for all of us. We need to stay faithful. We need to be in the house of God. We need to be in the word of God. We need to be doing the things we need to do to keep our minds safe and solid and sound 
uh, through all kinds of things, because there's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, is there not? All that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad. For your brother was dead and is alive again, and is lost and is now found. Listen, what happened to the, the, the prodigal, the, the son that was lost? He came to himself. He got his mind right again. Listen, you won't have the right uh, kind of mind if you're not seeking God and if you're not trusting him, you're not in his word. And so the, he, was, he was dead, but now he's alive. Spiritually dead, separated from the Father, carnal thoughts. He was separated or dead and to the provision and protection of the Father. That's what happens when we backslide or we run away from God. The carnal mind is dead, separation, but the spiritual mind is life and peace. Listen to Romans 8, 5, and 6 in the Williams uh, New Testament. People who live by the standards set by their lower nature are usually thinking the things suggested by that nature. Uh, to be thinking uh, things separate, uh, suggested by the lower nature means death. For to be thinking things suggested by the Spirit means life and peace. So we're to focus our mind on the things. Now, what, what is life and peace? Well, Jesus said in, uh, in John 6.63, the, the flesh profiteth nothing, but it is the Spirit who gives life. The words that I speak are, are uh, spirit and they are life. In other words, we need to keep our mind on those things. The flesh profits nothing. Do you ever think of that? My thoughts, my ideas, my worldly culture and ideas profit nothing. But when we begin to think the things of God, when we, when we keep our mind stayed upon him, guess what Isaiah 26, 3 says? You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. My question is tonight, where's your mind? You want to know the will of God. You want to know what you're here for. Listen, we have to know those things, and we can know those things. Now, I told you I was going to read Romans uh, 12, 1 and 2, which, like, like I said, if we don't continually renew our mind, in the Amplified, it says we're, we're transformed by the continual renewing of our mind. The continual renewing of our mind. You know, I've been a Christian now... Uh, hmm? 47 years, something like that. If I don't renew my mind, I can get over this wrong thinking, stinking thinking, I like to call it. But, but you know, we, we need to renew our mind and keep it fresh in what God wants for us. Here's what Romans 12, 1 and 2 says. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. What? Transformed in the image of God. <laughs> imitate me, uh, Paul said, as I imitate Christ. In other words, in another place it says imitate God, little children, or something like that. That you may prove, uh, by transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How many of you know there's a perfect will of God? A, a, a good, acceptable a perfect will of God. Now, we're, we're working towards that perfection where we're doing the will of God. Uh, listen to what uh, I've written out some other trans, um, translations of it. Uh, here's one in the Amplified. I'll just read uh, Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, 
but be transformed and progressively change. How many know it? We're on. We're. It's a, pro, a process. It's a journey. It's not. We haven't arrived yet. We haven't gone to heaven yet. We're on our way, but we have to continually renew our mind to those things. As mature, as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourself what what the will of God is, that which is what is which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. He has a plan and a purpose for you. We keep our minds stayed upon him. We get in the word of God. We read the word. Well, I can't read that. It's, it's, too, it's too hard. You ever, you ever thought about praying, Lord, show me some things. And then when he shows you something, uh, how about being obedient to do what he asks you to do? Amen? Amen. So here's, here's another one. I love this one because it's the Message Bible. And it kind of breaks it down. I'm going to read both, both of those uh, passages or scriptures. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life. Isn't that what most of us have? You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, you're going to school, walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Em embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You will be changed from the inside out. Hallelujah. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. It's so important to do that. And, and, and like the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you develops well-formed maturity in you. That's why we get in the Word of God. The Word of God should become a, 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 such a, a blessing to you and a, and a, and a uh, how do I want to say it, become such a, a desire for you. How many of you know when it's like when you eat something good, uh, this is, <laughs> we're on a three-day, three-week fast now, but when you eat something that's so good, you want to go back for more. I don't care how full you get. Well, the Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How do you taste the Lord? How do you taste and see how good he is? By his word. You have to get in his word to know that what, your, what his plan and purpose and will is for your life. If you don't, you won't. And you just kind of flounder. He doesn't want us to do that. He has so many promises and blessings throughout his word that he wants to get to us. But if we're out in the, so to speak, in the world doing our own thing, it's hard. Yeah, I've said this before. If you have two children and, and one of them is very compliant, stays around the house and, and does what you ask them to do, is very loving and very... And another one that's, I don't want anything with you. Leave me alone. I'm going my own way. Guess who gets the benefits? The one is hanging with you at, at home. It's not that you don't love the other one. You love them just as much as you do the one that's there with you all the time. But if they're not there, they can't, they can't um, celebrate the benefits and promises and blessings that you have for them. The same way with God. If you're not where you're supposed to be doing what you're supposed to be doing, he wants to bless you, but he can't. That sounds funny, but to say God can't. Well, he really can't because in the Old, in the Old Testament, they talked about in uh, in, in Psalms, how they limited the Holy One of Israel. The people of uh, the uh, Israelites limited him. Well, I want to go to Psalm 1, and you, most of you might know this, but if you read your Bible, you will. Psalm 1 tells us how to, how to live. Here's what it says. 
Blessed is the man or woman, right, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners. Boy, it's so easy to get caught up in, in sin if you hang with sinners, right? Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law, and I put down here thoughts of the Lord. What's his thoughts right here in this book? Tells you what he thinks. And his law, or his thoughts, he meditates when? Once in a while, I go to church, I hear something that, you know, I may listen to a CD or a podcast or something some once in a while. No, he meditates on those things day and night. Well, I can't think about those things all the time. You think about something all the time. You're always doing that. So what do we do? We, we put our mind on him. And it says, here's what will be the result of that. He shall be, or they shall be, like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall also shall not wither, and whatsoever they do will prosper. Don't we want to be prosperous? Get in the Word of God, begin to speak the Word of God, begin to meditate the Word of God, begin to do what the Word of God says, and guess what? <laughs> whatever we do will prosper. Isn't that good news? It is so good to know that we can do that. You know, the, the reality of, of, I've read this before in Proverbs 23, 7. We know that scripture, and I'll read a little more of it this time. But in Proverbs 23, 7, it's, it's uh, as a person thinks, so are they. Well, there's something more to that, but let me find it real quick here. Not so quick. Well, that's 20. Uh, in verse 6, it says, Do not eat of a miser, nor uh, desire his delicacies. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, say, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. In other words, he thinks he's doing the right thing, but his heart is wrong. As a person thinks in their heart, as you think in your heart, so are you. So how do you think in your heart? How do you think? Uh, uh, what's your thinking? Don't, don't allow the world's culture, as we read in Romans 12 too, don't allow the culture to be so uh, easily accessible to your, your life and your mind. Get in the Word of God. So when, when the culture surrounds you, you can say, no, that's not for me. That's not God's best for me. He has a better plan and purpose for me. So you stay on track, right? It's running this race. Paul said, I, I've run the, my race. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Amen? got to do something. can't just hang out with uh, the low lives. And as we renew our mind with God's higher thoughts, we begin to experience God's higher ways. It's a great exchange, is it not? It's our low life for his high life. Give, give our deaths, we get his life. Uh, give our sin, we get his righteousness. Our sicknesses, his healing. Our poverty, we get his prosperity. How many of you know God has all that we need in life? All through, all through history. Uh, let's go, uh, let go of what is ours, I wrote this down, in the natural realm. We receive that which is his in the supernatural realm. That's what we should be doing. But you won't find these things out uh, unless we get in the word of God and begin to know what he says. Here's what Matthew uh, 10.34 in the Amplified says. Whoever finds his lower life will lose it, the higher life, in other words, and whosoever loses his lower life on my account, that's Jesus speaking, 
will find it. That's the higher life. There is a high life. You know, it's not it's not a it's not a beverage. <laughs> you know, it used to be a commercial like that. The high life. Get the high life. Drink this beer or whatever. No, the high life is knowing what God's word says, obeying, obeying his word and living in his blessings. Amen. Well, uh, next week, I'm going to continue along this line. I probably will maybe for a while because it's important. If you want to know what God has for you, get in his word. Don't say, well, I, I'm not smart enough. I'm not. Listen, he came and made it so that everybody that would seek him could find him when you seek him with your whole heart. He is not a respecter of persons. Yeah, I always say like, he, he, yeah, he takes the weak, the base, the despised to bring glory to his name. In other words, we've all had a past. And I don't know what yours is. I know what mine is. I'm not going to bring it up and talk about it because that's all gone. That's the old man. But we're putting on the new man. Amen? Amen. So next week, we're going to continue with this. But I pray that you'll just get in this word and find yourself in it. Because you're in there. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you as we start 2024. You've got, you've got greater things for us. May we recognize this year and expect for increase in every area of our life, especially in the spiritual area of our life, that we may do what you called us to do, that we may uh, share in the benefits and blessings and promises that you've so freely given us. We thank you, Lord, for the salvation we have in Christ Jesus that you came and gave your life for us, that we might live for you. May it be a year that we've often said here, that we live the gospel and preach the gospel. And so I speak for everyone out there today. May we all draw close to you. Let 2024 be a great, great year of increase and promise and blessing for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's been good to be with you. Have a good night. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, Make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.